This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Folks, I am excited to bring this episode to you. If you've been following us since the beginning, you may notice that many of the people that you hear on our shows, they're not big names. Every now and then we'll have the the big name guest or author. Most of the time we're interviewing people just like you. Real people who are living the book and getting results. We share these episodes with you because we want you to know what's possible for you when you take action. The episode you're going to hear today is a case study of a guy who dove in with us as soon as we started offering implementation programs. He was all in. He went through Time Blocking Mastery. He's currently a member of Living Your One Thing. And just hearing his story of how the things have changed in his life truly warms my heart. As you listen to this, I want you to consider a few things. F.M. Alexander says people don't decide their futures. They decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. As you listen to the conversation today, what are the habits that you can acquire that would automatically carry you to achieve goals far bigger than you could possibly imagine? And as you listen to this, ask the question, how would my life change if I had a community of people, people just like Adam, where we were all talking the same language and we were able to collaborate together? What would be possible? With that, let's get into this episode with Adam Wolf. I feel really fortunate because I get the opportunity to work with so many amazing people in our community and our customers and get to be a part of their world. And they trust me with being a part of their goals. And more often than not, almost everyone is focused on health. And at the core of that, is diet and eating a balanced diet. But eating this kind of diet, it's a huge time commitment and it's easy to get knocked off track. That's why it's so great to have a solution when you don't have the time to do the prepping and the cooking and the cleanup, but you still want to eat healthy. That's why we partner with Factor. And Factor is chef-created, dietitian-approved meals that are ready to go in just two minutes. With Factor, there's no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. The variety of different options and meals that they have is really impressive, but go see for yourself. Head to factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150 to get 50% off. That's code 150 at factormeals.com slash 150 to get 50% off. What was going on in your life when you were introduced to the one thing? Well, I was currently coached by uh, a mentor that uh, I was engaged with. They approached us. And I think the first thing that he said to us was that we needed to uh, change our routine and and create what he called a PSR, which was a personal success ritual. So that was a a big eye-opener and a bit of a shock to the system, to be honest. What was happening that he looked at you and said, you really need a personal success ritual? Well, that was part of what he did for everyone he coached. He knew that the morning focusing their day or any individual he was coaching or acting in order of priority was uh, the best way to be productive throughout the day. Mm. And in order to do that, you had to develop a habit of doing it. Yeah. And he always referred to the law of the farm. 
What does that mean? The the principle of uh, doubling one cent every day for 31 days and get you over $10 million. <laughs> so consistency in doing these habits have huge results, which would be somewhere along the curve, <laughs> how it peaks. Yeah, exactly. For me, I did a bit of research on the law of the farm and, and, and wanted the consistency around the personal success ritual and realised that there was a few habits that I had that were stopping me doing that every day. And uh, it was a important aspect of what we were being taught and I was failing at it. Mm. And that was going on for over 12 months. I knew that for me to be consistent in productivity, I had to do this every day. I had to change some things that were stopping me from doing it. And it took me a few inner moments to realize that the main thing was drinking alcohol. Mm. Uh, I needed to cut that back because every time I did it, it was meaning on a Monday, on a Sunday, on a Tuesday, I didn't do this morning ritual, which then affected me for the week. And it sort of repeated and repeated. That would have been an eight, 18 month period. Well, I, I'm curious because you mentioned you were trying to develop a routine, rituals, habits for a year and you failed. What was going on there? Uh, I think it's hard. <laughs> I didn't have a 66 day challenge mindset at the time. So uh, it took inner strength, uh, commitment to a purpose, I suppose not actually having it written down, but knowing that I wanted to be successful and I wanted to be productive and I wanted to make my business and my life a success. I had some personal challenges trying to have a a family and uh, I knew that I needed to change the way I approach things to uh, have better results in my life. Here's something I'm really curious about because you ultimately ended up going through Time Blocking Mastery, which is our master course that helps people form power habits that stick. When you look at what you learned going through that master course versus trying to do it on your own, what was the shift for you? Uh, For me, actually, the big shift was understanding that I could fail. Mm. Understanding that it's not going to be perfect the first time. I had this real inner need for everything to be right. And giving myself permission to fail was absolutely huge. And I obviously learned that through watching all those videos and understanding that there are steps in there that you need to experience to build the inner strength and the muscle. Mm. And here's what's powerful about what Adam just said for everybody who's listening to this. Where in your life are you currently expecting yourself to be perfect when in reality you're likely to fail consistently because perfection doesn't exist. Where in your world are you expecting things to be perfect or holding yourself to a standard that it'll be perfect, even though you know it doesn't exist? Adam, what I'm hearing you say is that when you were doing this on your own, trying to form habits, trying to form routines, you failed. And in those moments, were you beating yourself up? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely beating myself up, feeling like I wasn't achieving anything and, and not reflecting. I think once I started to realize reflection and how I could reflect on those moments, you start to realize that you are building that muscle and you are, it's okay. 
you know, you're getting, you're moving places. Mm. Now, it's been how long since you first started working with us? Oh, uh, three years, I would say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, been, it's been a while. Um, yeah. What does life look like now? What What are your routines? So my mornings start with a 5 a.m. Uh, rise. I am doing that 90% of the time. I focus on drinking a lot of water every day. That was something that was really missing in my life. Then I meditate, uh, which I've only begun in the last 100 days, and I did it for 90 days consistently. Mm. I've missed one day since. (laughs) That one habit has absolutely changed my life in that short amount of time. How so? My stress levels, being present, just in terms of running the business, focus, and being able to just be in the moment. How many habits have you formed since we've been in relationship? I was trying to work it out. Jeff, and I think it would be around eight. And, and, and the reason you, for folks who are like, what do you mean you think around eight? You know, when you start forming power habits, one of the things that happens is called the halo effect. When you do one thing, the right thing, it topples over many things. You form one power habit and what start, starts to happen is it starts to form baby habits without you even putting intention behind it. And all of a sudden, you fast forward and like Adam... Eight habits, eight power habits, life-changing, positive power habits in a short amount of time. Adam, prior for five years prior to us getting into a relationship, how many habits had you formed? Uh, zero. Interesting. So he, so here's, here's a big aha that we see people have that we'll share with you who's listening. Look back on your life over the last five years. How many truly life-changing, positive power habits have you formed in the last five years? We consistently, when we ask this here, anywhere from zero to two on average, it's low. Well, it takes, Adam, how long does it take to form a habit on average? Uh, 66 days. Which, how many days in a year? 365. Which means that you could, if it did only take 66 days, form five habits a year. So 25 habits in five years is what's possible if you formed one every 66 days, not accounting for the fact that they will create additional baby habits. Adam, where I'd really like to go is is to talk about some more of the shifts that happened for you. The first thing I heard was you gave yourself permission to fail or you were given permission to give yourself permission to fail because you're not going to be perfect on this journey, right? People set the bar for success too high, and then when they miss a day, they crawl into the fetal position, cry, and act like the world is over, and don't continue on their 66-day challenge. Have you ever had a 66-day challenge, Adam, where you were perfect? Never. Oh, interesting. Me me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And you got back on the horse. Yeah, take action. Be commit, make, make commitments and stick to them regardless of the journey. That's all part of the strength you're building. I mean, the habit in creating habits would be one that I would recommend. Yeah. What are some of the other biggest lessons that you have learned over the last few years of living the one thing? Acting in order of priority, really determining uh, how to put focus into making decisions that create clarity 
Mm. I feel like I'm still learning it <laughs> every day. Uh, I've got an accountability partner with my cousin who's a member of the Living the One Thing community and we are constantly reflecting on different things that we're taught all the time. But until you do it with someone else and you start to think about it in a from someone else's perspective, it's it, it creates more clarity for yourself. So mm-hmm. that's powerful. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're living your one thing as well. When you talk about these um, acting in order of priority, we recently, people heard episode 86 with Sean Ellis about hacking growth. And when I was telling him, I knew what made living your one thing a must-have product. It was about creating clarity for people. That was the aha moment. And he goes, no, 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 no. You you can't know your aha moment until you know what it is that makes your product a must-have. And when we surveyed our current members, they told us it was that they finally had a system that helped them think and act in order of priority is what made it so valuable for them. Adam, when you think about what thinking and acting in order of priority looks like in your life, how does it show up? It shows up when I think about the smallest thing that I can do. So asking the focusing question repetitively until I get it to the smallest thing. Now, you had been introduced to the idea of acting in order of priority prior to living your one thing because that was part of your personal success ritual, right? Yes, correct. So what changed by being in the membership? How did things amplify? Uh, Must-do list rather than a (laughs) to-do list. Okay, talk about that. Discipline, making sure that you force yourself to do what must be done not what you're choosing to do. I think it's a very easy scenario for people to pick tasks that are simple, but true productivity comes from forcing yourself to do the items that you know you must do. And when you do do them, you build the strength to understand that by doing those must-do items, they're no longer there. They're finished. How do you, for the people who are listening to this, how do you distinguish the difference between a to-do and a must-do? Big rocks. Finding the 20% tasks out of your annual goals, which are broken down into your monthly goals, and then scheduling those for the week, making sure that those tasks are not 80% tasks. They're not tasks that are uh, chaos. They're tasks that produce big results. And and here's (laughs) on the cover of the book, folks, it says the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. Adam's answer, super simple. Now let's bring the accountability two by four out. Do you have absolute clarity this week on the handful of true priorities that you absolutely must do in order to have the most extraordinary week in your professional life? Do you have clarity to the point where if I sat down in front of you like how I'm with Adam and I asked you the question, you would not look at me like a deer in the headlights. You would go, easy, Jeff. It's one, two, three. What Adam just shared is really simple. Yeah, look at the 20% and ask the question, is this a big rock? Is this going to give me the majority of the results or is it an 80% little to-do? And if it's a, if it's a to-do, it doesn't get done first. You do the must-do first. Simple in theory, are you doing it? Adam, how easy was it to start living this way? It wasn't easy, Jeff, but it was 
something I was absolutely committed to with the knowledge of being able to work on high-priority items and seeing the results. I'd, I'd done time-blocking mastery. I'd time-blocked 15 minutes every day to build a complete comprehensive system to run our construction sites in my building company. And for 15 minutes every day, seven days a week, in less than a month, I'd created a uh, eight-stage build system that meant the sites could run without me, and it blew my mind. How much time did that allow you to take back control of? 20 hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. So you're saying you got clarity on the fact that every week you were investing 20 hours a week doing things that could have been done if you established the right system. And the one thing that you could do such that by doing it would allow you to establish that system was just to time block 15 minutes a day to advance the ball. Yes. And it took how long? 15 minutes a day for around 29 days. And I built a comprehensive system in Trello which now all of our sites use to prevent problems. So in 30 days, you took back 50% of your work week. Yes. Folks, when you do one thing, the right thing, it can topple over many things. Where in your life are you acting entrepreneurially? Just showing up in the world, taking action. You're taking action. You're a high achiever. And you're doing it without any purpose, without a model to follow to ensure that you're acting on the right priority first. When you could be taking a step back and identifying a model and a system that you could put in place that if you could just work the system, you could break through your current ceiling of achievement and accomplish so much more. Adam, what's possible for you now that you've taken back control of those 20 hours a week? Every day in my business, I'm working on 20% big rocks. My uh, day is completely focused on working on the business. I don't think for the last eight months I have worked in it. And what does that do for you by being able to focus on the true priorities for that much time every single week? I think... Uh, for our business, we, we got to a level where we were hitting the ceiling and we couldn't break through. And now we are finding ourselves in a position where we are going to smash through the ceiling <laughs> because we have all of these processes and systems. Jeff, I have uh, two staff members, my business partner, and we're all working on 20% items in the office. We have a Trello board where we uh, schedule 20% big rocks and 80% tasks in two different columns for each staff member. Each staff member is now working on 20% items every week and prioritising them in the office. I have a staff member who's a current member of the 411, Living Your One Thing community and and completes a 411. Uh, We have little lights in our office which the guys turn on when they're in a time block, they're not allowed any distractions. 
uh, our business is on the upward curve, so to speak. <laughs> and that ceiling that you've shattered, what did it look like when you were butting up against it? Oh, it, it looked like you'd get to a point where everything's chaos and you're trying to uh, wrestle all the problems, everything becomes urgent, more problems are generated because of it. Uh, it's it's not a fun place to be. Hmm. When Now that you've actually proven to yourself that you can be a person of select habits, you've proven to yourself that you can think and act in order of priority. You've proven yourself that you can identify a model and a system to break through your current ceiling of achievement. What do you think about your future? It gives me shivers. I feel so energized by it. I'm, uh, I, I want to coach it. I want to teach it. I, I've, I've worked through uh, with the Living You Want community and, and the processes with yourself around living a life on purpose. Uh, I've put a lot of effort into it and I've pinched a bit from a few different places, but uh, it's my absolute commitment to teach others to live a life on purpose. Mm. And, and that includes my team. And, and by doing that, I believe that I will succeed through them. I feel like my goal setting is through the roof. My mindset around what I can achieve is bigger than it's ever been. And this time, I believe it. What do you mean by that? Part of the PSR, the personal success ritual, was to write a dream catcher. And the dream catcher was 60 seconds to write the most wildest goals you could absolutely ever dream of. And that was to help build a mindset that things are possible. Now, today, those things that were in my dream catcher are my goals. So stretch is probably an understatement. Mm. In terms of how much bigger you set the goal? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, this is um this has been one of the ahas for me lately is when we walk people through the idea of goal setting to now going way out someday and defining your life's goals, people face so much resistance to it when they go through it. They go that wow, that was so much harder than I expected. It took me so much longer. And what we've realized is nobody's ever given you permission to say, "Hey, go sit down for 15 minutes and and dream big. Way bigger than society would tell you to, or whatever you learned in school, go way out. What would be an extraordinary life in each of the seven circles? And you realize at that moment that your brain is a muscle, that thinking big is a muscle and you have to practice it because people walk in and go, oh, I'm going to set goals for the year. It's like I'm curling hundreds. I'm just going to press it like it's my job. Absolutely not. It's hard. Adam, what I'm hearing you say is you just every single day wrote down one goal that was big. And you fast forward, not that long, all of a sudden your ability to think bigger, your ability to cast a big vision for your life has completely tra- changed and transformed. Is that accurate? Yes, 100%. Uh, I uh, feel like that muscle is growing every day. And when you think bigger, what happens to your actions? 
they become bigger. Hmm. Can you give me an example? The build, this build system that I built, you know, the tools that, that we've created have now transformed into systems across all of our business that everyone's using. Uh, our production manager's creating them for his team. It's, it, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so thinking bigger gave you the inspiration to even think that you could identify a system that would allow you to take back 50% of your time. Folks who are listening to this, what are you getting from this conversation? I think this 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 conversation right here with Adam is one of my favorite moments with the podcast. It's moments like these, having conversations with real people, not big celebrities and experts, with normal people just like you who are living the book, who are taking action and getting results. Folks, this is all available to you. The question is, are you willing to make an investment in yourself and take action? <laughs> Adam, what would you say to somebody who, they love the book, they love the podcast, they listen to it, and yet they struggle to live it? Apply the knowledge. Mm. You have to take action, and you need to apply the knowledge. Knowledge isn't just power, it's applied knowledge. That's power. How has, you know, you, you dove all in. I mean, you did time blocking mastery. You're in living your one thing. I'm curious from my own selfish knowledge, how has being a part of a community of people who all speak the same language helped you? I think it's absolutely essential to be part of the community for your own development. I'm a big believer in, adding value, and I feel like I get that in return consistently. Even when I read questions, when I can contribute answers, I know that I'm helping myself. And Mm. so I feel like all of it's incredibly part of the journey that you you go through. Mm. Well, when we introduced the idea of the, the journey to mastering your time, Time is an acronym. It's the four stages. You move from treading, where you're just keeping your head above water, to implementing, where you start implementing proven models and systems. And from implementing, you move to mastering, where you're mastering it personally in your own life. And the next level is you move from mastering to empowering, because that's when you start to share it and spread the message and you create something that's bigger than yourself. And when you do that, Like Adam, with your team, when you're sharing this with your team, what happens to their ceiling of achievement? Blows apart. Mm -hmm. And that then does what to your ceiling of achievement? (laughs) Blows it apart again. (laughs) Which then requires you to reinvent the type of person you are to shatter that next level. And that's when the cycle repeats. (laughs) Mm. What I love, what I, and and Adam, I want to, honor you because when I look in the community and I see people posting questions, what's been kind of cool is we've recently hit an inflection point where it's no longer Jeff having to go in and answer it. All of a sudden I see people like you, Adam, answering the question and answering it often better than I would do myself, which is so cool to see people like you establish yourself as a leader to really step into that position of empowering others from where you are. Not saying I have to be perfect. I have to be the master. You're teaching from where you are. 
And that does what in terms of your competency? It makes me stronger. It gives me more clarity around the decisions I make. Folks, where are you in your road to mastering your time? Are you treading? Are you implementing? Are you mastering? And regardless which of the three, how can you immediately, like now, start empowering somebody else to live it? Because I promise you, just by listening to this one episode, if this was the one episode you have ever listened to, you just learned something that I promise you, there is somebody that you know, they don't know what you now know. Who's one person that you can share an idea with today that will help them begin their journey to mastering their time? And what do you think happens to the quality of your life when you start pouring into those people? It all goes up, folks. No one succeeds alone. No one. Adam, what's that final thing you would say to somebody to get into action? Believe in yourself. Have commitment to the path and not the moment and focus on the outcome. Mm. What I, you've had some good ones here today, Adam. And, and, and when I say that, it's something that I know that if somebody just was listening, they could have missed it. So I'm going to make sure that we really underscore what Adam just said because it's profound. Commitment to the path. One of the three commitments of the one thing is committing to the road to mastery. There's no such thing as the destination. You will never arrive and say, I am the, quote, master. It is a journey. It is a lifelong journey. Will you commit to going on a lifelong journey of consistently top-grading how you invest your time? Powerful, Adam. Well, thank you. I, I sincerely mean this. You are one of the people that really stands out to me. Uh, in the community just because I remember when you excitedly posted about, oh my gosh, I just, this is what I did. I established this system and I went, oh yeah, well, I'm thinking how much time could he possibly take it back? Like an hour, two hours a week? And then when you were 20 hours a week, that was in our first 30 days. So I honor you for being one of those people who walks the talk, who invests in their education and then turns around and backs it with action. And I can't wait to see what you do over the next 12 months. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate the opportunity and I love the community. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Adam Wolf. Folks, the thing that is just striking me so hard, what is so cool to have this conversation with Adam is he is you. Someone who has been listening to the podcast, someone who read the book and he took action. He implemented it in his own life. And when he realized that he was facing resistance, he decided to make an investment in himself. He joined Time Blocking Mastery. He joined Living Your One Thing. And suddenly, when you surround yourself with the right people, really interesting things happen. Jim Rohn says that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. When you look at the people that you surround yourself with, are these people who are challenging themselves to constantly develop the muscle of thinking bigger? 
Are they people who are consciously trying to identify the power habits that they can form right now that will automatically carry them to their possibilities? Are they the type of people who hold themselves accountable to getting clarity on what their true priorities are? And they say yes to themselves first and say yes to everybody else in the time that remains. What would be possible for you if you were surrounded by those types of people? What would you be able to accomplish? We're at this point in our business where there's so much gratitude that I'm feeling on a daily basis because there's purpose in what we are doing. Sometimes you stand on this side of the mic and you wonder who's listening to this. Is this going to help them? You hope so desperately that it will. And you wonder, will it? And day after day, you wake up continuing to knock down that lead domino, hoping that this will make an impact, hoping that this thing will take off and scale into a massive business that makes a massive impact in the world. We are at that point where we're starting to see the momentum people like Adam, people like you, who take action, start to get the results. This is a movement, people, a movement that is going to help 100 million people take back control of their time. And it is not me. It's not Jay. It's not Gary. It starts with you, sharing the ideas with you, giving you the models and the systems so that you can implement, so that you can then turn around like Adam is doing and empower others to empower others. That's how we will change the world together. The question is, will you join us? Will you mentally commit to not being one of those people out there who just listens to a show, pauses, and then goes on their day? Will you commit to joining us and being the type of person who commits to taking action? Will you commit to surrounding yourself with the people who will rise you up and help you accomplish things that you can never even possibly imagined could happen for you? We are waiting for you. Go to theonething.com. Click on the training tab. And there you can choose where you'd like to start. Whether it be Time Blocking Mastery, where we help you form power habits that stick. Whether it be Living Your One Thing, where we hold your hand on a weekly basis so you begin to think and act in order of priority. The choice is yours. And we look forward to beginning the journey with you.